One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, checking the mic, talking to the mic. What if I just, what if I just sang this whole thing? I don't, maybe I don't need to, is there, can I do that? Is that allowed? Can I just, hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast, I'm doing it again. I could, I could do the whole thing that way. I think, I think maybe that might be, that might be easier. That might be an easier way to do this. If I could just get like a little, just get a little beat going. Get, um, you know, a little auto tune. All right. You know what? Keep it simple. Just, uh, I could just snap my fingers, clap my hands, sing, sing about, Sing about what's important in the world. Sing about what's going on. Sing you little songs about what's going on. What's so important? What's going on? Now I'm back. I, uh, um, it's, um, it's deeply ashamed. <laughs> All right. I, I am, I am back though. Um, at least. That's the idea. That's the goal. Um, we're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens. Um, it's insane how much. Uh, it, it's yeah. It's great. I don't know. Oh my god. I'm back. I cannot be killed. I am invincible. I can't be stopped. That's what I'm gonna keep. That's what I'm gonna keep. Saying to myself over and over again, I'm back. I can't be, I can't, I can't, I, I can be, I can't, I, I can be, I can't be, I'm invincible. I cannot be stopped. I'm back. I'm invincible. I cannot be stopped. Oh my God. I don't think I've spoken into a microphone like at all since when did the album come out? November? For some reason I was thinking August, but I guess that's wrong. I guess it was, uh, I guess it was November. That's not that bad. That's not that bad to not have used a uh, a microphone. The thing is, like, I have had periods of my life where I'm, like, singing into a microphone a lot. And it's a good habit for me to be in, I think, even if nothing particularly artistically fruitful comes out of it. Um, because I think it's a good, I don't know. I think it's a good way to practice singing. Um, and just kind of having that, there's like a certain, I don't know, there's like a certain kind of freedom that can come with like, especially when I was doing like improvised singing and stuff, um, being able to do that 
and just like, cause I was like doing that for like hours at a time. There was like a few, this was almost like, this was like straight up like two years ago now, which is like super crazy, but, um, <laughs> God, my voice is so stupid. <laughs> Sometimes I say things and I'm just like, I can't, oh, what's wrong with me? Oh my God. All right. We're three minutes in and I'm already being insanely mean to myself. Uh, God, please forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me for my, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me. <laughs> um, holy shit. Anyway, it's a good habit to be in. I, I, I think like, uh, there's like a few reasons that I'm, that I wanted, that I'm, there's a few reasons I'm back. There's a few reasons I'm back. There's a few reasons I've been gone. And now there's, I got a lot of, I got a lot of stuff I want to do, but I am thinking again lately about how freaked out I am about talking into microphones, mm, making anything about myself known to the world. I, that like, that fear comes from a bunch of different places. Some of them. I would argue are very legitimate places of fear. And some of them are mm, this um, kind of apprehension to be involved in... Uh, there's something I've kind of been thinking about talking about over the course of this episode where it's like, creating things whether it's like i don't i mean in all sorts of different contexts of the internet or making art or whatever there's this um infinite there's this phenomenon 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 of like infinite mirrors and you put something out into the world and then it reflects back upon you and then you think about the thing and then you think about thinking about the thing and that changes the way that you act and then you put that out into the world and that gets reflected back. Um, I think about that a lot in term a lot of different cultural things and... Uh, you know, of course, with all of the AI bullshit going on, uh, I'm sorry, machine learning bullshit going on, um, you know, just this sort of like circling the drain of like endless reflection, a mirror facing another mirror, a lot of apprehension about that. But then I also have this just deep fear of like, I mean, this is something that I'm always kind of fighting in my personal life. Where, like, I say something or do something. I mean, I think it's probably obvious from what I was, like, just saying that I, you know, I'll, I overanalyze, uh, mm, 
my myself and then my sense of self and the things that I do or say or think. And it's really, um, you know, I don't know. It's something that I've been taught to do, basically. And uh, probably... You know, I mean, it's like an an anxious thing and sort of a sort of like a maladaptive coping thing in the sense that like I'm very cautious about the uh the yeah, see, I mean, like this exactly. Like, I'm not sure exactly like how to. It's like the <laughs> I think this this uh it's more it's it's more than um like it's not it's not that i'm unable to express myself right it's like i don't want to be stupid <laughs> like not because like I'm afraid of like what other people think of me. Um, I don't think I care, but uh, I, it's like an internal, an internal sort of like hiding this feeling of like needing to like defend, like, like defend some part of myself by like hiding myself by like, so then I need to like fight, you know, you know, it's just like it, 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 it makes it very difficult to be normal (laughs) because there's always this like cycle of like anxiety, shame, guilt of like, not just like, not just like intense or sensitive stuff, but like literally like everything. And that's something I'm like trying very hard and have been like for a long time to like overcome. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I really haven't, right? But I'm better at like seeing it, seeing the process happen. And one of the things that... Um, I want to get better at is simply like talking into a microphone and doing, trying to do an okay job of talking into a microphone and trying to like not be super freaked out about it. Um, because there's, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have a lot. I have a lot I want to do. And the, yeah, I just need to like, I need to figure out a way to overcome this fear. And I don't think there's a way for me to do it other than like just doing it a bunch and trying to not worry about it too much. I don't think like, You know, I think it's like I I have to kind of tell myself that it doesn't really, I don't know what the right thing to tell myself is, but like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, 
it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, it's like hard for me to feel that, but you know, like I, I'm not going to edit this. I'm part of what I'm going to talk about today is the things I'm thinking about doing and where I kind of want to go with some of the aspects of my life and I have a kind of particular direction that I want to move towards and yeah I I just <laughs> it's so I don't know it's so crazy I mean even just like talking through all of this, it's like, it feels profoundly um, embarrassing to be like sitting here, like in this little room, knowing like you're listening to this, whoever like you may be. And like, what, like, why, why? I think there's like a certain certain when I say like it doesn't matter right I'm like trying to kind of thread a needle there between like letting myself know like certain things don't matter in a way that can be like useful to me or freeing um always searching for that feeling of freedom But then the things that I do value, letting myself be okay with feeling like those matter, even if it doesn't in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the scheme of things. You know, when all of this is, when all of this is over, when I'm dead, when the, uh, you know, heat death of the universe, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think about that stuff like probably more often than I should. And in that context, like really nothing matters. But for whatever reason, I, I have these things that I value and I want to let those things matter while also feeling like it doesn't matter. Like, I literally like, it doesn't matter if I suck at podcasting and it doesn't, the fact that I'm doing a podcast does, isn't like, I don't need to be ashamed about that. Um, it's crazy. I don't know. It's very, it's probably, probably way too, <laughs> probably way too sincere and earnest of a way to start this, but, um, it's very, it's very real for me and it's a big, uh, it's a big challenge. It's something really that stands in the way of, uh, a lot of things that I sincerely want to accomplish, stuff I really want to get done. So I'm back. I cannot be killed. I cannot be stopped. I am invincible. 
I won't self-sabotage this time. I won't delete everything I ever did. I don't need to be embarrassed about my transgender voice. Like, uh, it's, it's going to be okay. And you know what? It's going to be good even because we're going to do some stuff and have some fun. And, uh, you know, listen, I'm a crazy person. Um, I'm, I feel pretty confident and happy about that in my own sort of sick, twisted way. Uh, I want to take the valuable, fun aspects of me being a crazy person. And I want to use those things to make the world a little bit better. And I think that, I think that's allowed. I think that's allowed. Uh, so yes, what else did I, what else did I have written down to talk about with this? I, um, yeah, I mean, these are like legit, like these are, these are demons and I need to defeat these demons. And part of it is all of that shame, anxiety, guilt. Um, you know, I don't really want to talk about like why all of that is there, but, and it's also this, like, I mean, I've been for like legitimately like the majority of my life I've been dealing with like really awful recurrent depression and it's, it makes everything so hard. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I hope I can, I like literally feel like I'm, it's, you know, I had, I had this friend tell me once she was like, like basically saying like, you like talking to me saying you can do like anything you put your mind to. You're the kind of person who like, if there's something you want to do, you put your mind to it and you can do it. I think about that all the time because it's like, you know, every once in a while, like people give us these gems of insight into who we really are or the way people, other people perceive us. And my reaction or like internal sort of like, uh, a reflex response to that is like, no, I like, I can't, I can't do anything. I feel incapable of being normal, living a normal life, doing jobs in a normal like a normal person. Um, I feel incapable of living a, a normal, healthy, emotional, mental, whatever life. Um, and of, like, of course that's not true, right? Like I am always fighting this. And I don't want that to be something that holds me back from doing things I genuinely want to accomplish. And it really has in a lot of ways. And I'm fighting, fighting against that. And, you know, 
uh, I need, I need kindness from people. Um, it's, it's tough. It's tough to feel completely sort of alone, isolated and of no value. Um, okay. I might, if I do any soundtracks on this, uh, on this app, I'm going to use the Lego out samples. I recently re-downloaded all of his uh, free samples that are on, I think it's legowelt.org. Um, I think if you want to be like really cool, you you can, and like uh, cult, you can pronounce it uh, legowelt, but I think it's just legowelt, L-E-G-O-W-E-L-T.org. Um, Danny Wolfer's um, legend, just legend. Great place to get free samples that are just absolute bangers. But I, I might goof around with some little soundtrack transition things. And if I do, I'm going to use nothing but Danny Wolfer's uh, Lego, Lego Velt, Lego Welt samples. Hmm. But other than that, I'm like, I'm literally not going to edit this. Um, am I going to listen to it? Maybe. Maybe on like 2x speed. It's tough for me to like hear myself talk like after the fact. I I still have so much voice dysphoria. It's way better than it used to be, but it's still really bad. And part of, um, part of this, like part of, the, like I can't, I can't. I like can't edit. I can't edit my own voice, at least not on a regular basis. So I'm not going to. And I, you know, that's, I think let's keep it raw. Keep it raw. Um, listen to it. Listen to it fast. If you want to use overcast, use smart speed on over on the overcast app. That's what I do. I've saved hundreds of hours of my life. Um, okay. So I'm going to try to practice talking into a mic at least once a week. Uh, dude, I've been doing so much research. It's like no joke, not even funny. It's fucking crazy how much research I've been doing into shit. And I have, I have like, I have so much stuff I want to talk about. It's, uh, I'm, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a wild ride. Um, I, I don't know. I have like a whole new idea for what I kind of want to do with this. I've been like really actively like thinking about how to do it, what to do, blah, 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 since at least last summer. Um, but kind of like in the back of my head for like, since I stopped, since I stopped doing it. Um, so yeah, this will, these will be at least at least weekly, unless I get like way ahead and like have so much, but I don't, it's, it should be like once a week. I don't want to, I kind of want to, I don't know. I'm still like figuring out kind of how I want to go about this, but I, you know, it's important to me to like get into the habit of, of doing this. So I'm not freaked out about doing it. So I don't have to like spend literally like 20 minutes talking about how I'm freaked out to be doing it. I just want to, I want to be able to like sit down and just do it and not worry about it. 
Mm. Also, <clears throat> sorry, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta, I got, it's like 2 a.m. I'm drinking uh, hot water. Uh, my, my classic favorite nighttime drink, hot water. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much of this will be like solo pod versus talking to other people. I think it's going to start solo for a while. Um, I have certain things I kind of want to start doing in a solo capacity, but we'll, I don't know. We'll see. I have some other ideas also. Um, Yeah, the grief still hits me uh, all the time out of nowhere and hits really hard. Um, I started thinking about, I don't know, I think there's, there's some stuff I was reading and it made me start thinking about um my it it made me start thinking about the girl that I dated when I was like 19 18 19 19 18 18 I don't remember who died and uh you know It was just like the, all of that kind of just popped into my head out of nowhere and just made me very sad. Um, you know, I'm still like, still, still crying, still grieving over all the people who are gone. And all of that stuff is really still close to the surface for me. And I think that's okay. Um, I'm yeah. There's so much I regret, and some so many people I miss. Uh, destined to live the dream. For all my peeps who never made it. Songwriting. Songwriting is the most important thing to me. Uh, out of like everything. That's what is the most important. And it can be hard for me to remember that because it's not something I'm doing constantly all the time. I'm always like writing down like little notes, little like stanzas, um, always coming up with little melodies and forgetting them. Singing to the cat. I love singing. I love singing to her. Uh, I have a handful of little songs. Uh, her name's Wednesday. She's the sweetest little cat. And I love singing to her. Um, someday, someday, someday I'll, I'll record those songs for Wednesday. Um, yeah, just always, always, always writing little things, but it can be hard to always be writing or always be singing some songs. Some songs it's easier, but a lot of stuff 
hits me the same way that grief does. And music, you know, like being able to like sit down with a guitar and badly play some chords and sing some stuff. It's such a, it's such an important spiritual thing for me. It makes me feel so connected to so many different things, but it's also so painful. And the emotions in the songs really hit me so hard that it can be difficult to keep going, to keep practicing, to, you know, sometimes it's so like healing and sometimes the music opens these wounds. And I think that's in a good way, but yeah. So songs are always, always the most important. And I'm trying to think more in terms of how I can how I can mm, write songs and share them, sort of share them with people as I'm, as I'm writing them in, in some sort of way um, to make the, the writing process uh, to kind of bring people in, into that. I think so much songwriting is like um, mystified in some sort of way or like, I don't know, uh, you know, and there, I mean, there is something kind of mystical about it for me. And I think for most people, um, but I, I'm trying, I'm trying to come up with ways to make that more actively, something that I'm able to talk about. I don't, I'm not even sure where, how I'm going to go about that, where that's going to go. I, 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 like, I really don't know, but I think the reason that I want to do that in some kind of way is because it's like the most important thing. And I think sharing that with people as it's happening is a way to really, uh, um, I want to let people in on that feeling that, that, that I have, um, of how, uh, I don't know how, how deeply impacted, like literally just like how deeply impacted I, I can be and I, how, how much I think that can like deeply impact other people, but by just, like something as simple as like melodies, words, structure, harmony. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's songs are like so strange to me, even like having spent like 
I don't know, like at least 20 years, like thinking about music and songs and uh, trying to write and like trying to think about why I write or like try to figure out what people are doing and why people are doing the things that they're doing in the way that they're doing. Like it's, it's just such a weird art form. Um, and like it, the, the, the very like physical real world aspect of songs being that it's something that you can just like, you can just sing a song to someone you you can play an instrument and just like sing somebody a song and it can be something you've worked on for a long time or it can be made up on the spot but it like it's it's this sort of like uh creating creating something out of nothing there was nothing there before and then the, there's a, a song and the way that the song can like totally change the way that you think about something the way you feel about something and then that song can get stuck in your head for years and like you can come back to that feeling and maybe relive the old feeling or relate it to a new feeling and that's such like such a real world experience and then of course like you know over the course of a recorded music now there's this other aspect of it where the song is being recorded and commodified and is a digital file or a physical object or you know it's some predetermined um segment of time and i all of i don't know all of these different things are just something i'm probably going to grapple with for like the rest of my life. Um, I've done this long enough now that I know I can't get away from it even if I try to. And I have tried to and it never works out. So I want to embrace it in a better way. And I want to be able to talk about it with people, but it's, it's such a, I don't know, it's such a strange thing to talk about. Um, so that's that's one of the things I'm puzzling through with this, with coming back to this. How, how, what are songs? How do we talk about songs? Why, why are songs so meaningful? I mean, there's like, I, I don't know, like songs that are simple, um, that like even beginner guitarists or like bad guitarists like me can like pick up a guitar and pretty quickly like learn to play, um, simple melodies, like being able to write something that's simple, but so powerful is, um, like one of the one of the things that I aspire to the most because I think it's such a gift to people um or at least I feel like I've been you know like I mean Daniel Johnston is like the fucking king of this right like his songs that are like four, like for guitar 
are incredibly simple, um, like incredibly simple chords. Um, the melodies are like simple, but really artful and moving. And then the lyrical impact is like so uh, just huge, profound um, in, in so many different ways. And that, that, uh, all of that together is like such a gift to people, um, because it, it lets you take this song, take this feeling, take this like time and place, this experience that someone else had and like physically transfer it to yourself to become like there's like a physical aspect to songs and singing like it makes the emotions and like the experience and like the spirit into like a physical thing that can be transferred between people um you know i'm like literally just talking about like cover songs but i think it's like such a uh it's i don't know it's like it's such an incredible art form it's such an incredible art form because of the way that it because of that physical spiritual emotional nature of it um you know i think there's like i think there are some other things like that. I, but I think, I think songwriting is like very, very unique in that way. Hmm. Uh, here's a favorite, here's a favorite, here's a favorite, a favorite boomer stanza. We busted out of class. Had to get away from those fools. Learned more from a three-minute record, baby, than we ever learned in school. So good. So good. I mean, I I don't know. I am a total fucking nerd. Uh, just because I, um, I dropped out of college twice doesn't doesn't mean that I'm not a total fucking nerd, but, uh, anyway, just, I'll, as, as like kind of corny as that Springsteen lyric is, always love it. Just absolute perfection, perfection. So choice. Um, so yeah. All right. So songs like, they can help kind of, they can help you sort of like explain or give you, give you perspective on the, the world that you're living in, uh, the emo like the emotional world that you're living in, as well as the sort of cultural world, physical world. There, there's a certain way that songs can like, make you see things more 
clearly or more vividly, even if it's um, not like accurate or whatever, like there's like a, there's like a, that emotional like transfer um, and kind of even a way that it can like describe a time and place uh, even without like exactly describing, um, you know, times and places, um, the, if the, like, I'm trying to think of a, an example f- for this, um, I mean, even, like, even trying to think through that, like, Springsteen stanza, it's like, listening to, like, listening to, like, Born in the USA, like, that album, you can kind of feel, like, what the, I don't know, like, the zeitgeist was, right? And then, like, there's certain things you can also sort of embody, um, there is like being able to jump into that feeling of like, um, you know, or like, uh, I don't know. I think born to run is like a good example of this, right. Where it's like, you are able to, uh, relive that experience or like, uh, have an experience that you've never even had when it, when you're like listening to like uh, Springsteen, you know, uh, like, I don't know, like sing about like riding on a motorcycle and, or like, you know, like the tramps like us, uh, it, it, it lets you into these like experiences in a way that you can, kind of kind of live inside them and like I don't know I mean maybe I know a lot of people are like not like very lyrical listeners so maybe this I don't know if I wonder if like this applies to people who don't pay attention to lyrics but I think that it's different than just like reading something right I think being inside the song being in the melody whatever um allows you to like it allows me to like, to like live uh, like I don't if I I've been on a motorcycle maybe like once in my life but like you listen to Born to Run it like feels like you're on a motorcycle you know what I mean but you can also have your like worldview like shaped by by the way that songs um am i losing my train of thought here maybe uh you like i've never yeah like so i've never like ridden on a motorcycle like that right but like even though i haven't done that in a way i have this feeling of having done that in like, uh, this sort of, um, I think, I think other, you know, I think you can definitely get this feeling from like books or, um, movies or whatever, but like being able to 
sort of relive all of these uh, these experiences or, um, you know, it, it can shape the way that you think about um, yourself as you as you relate to the to the world. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I could I could go on with more examples about that, but that's probably not important right now. I think like the the main thing with this is just like uh, songs like our worlds like a song is a world in itself and songs are able to like open up that world to anybody and um that's something that you know i've been able to like it helps me connect to like other people helps me connect to myself um i think there's even sort of a feeling of like um connecting to like something like a higher power even if it's not like I'm not religious, I don't believe in God, but like there's a certain feeling of like there's something beyond just the self. Um, and maybe that feeling is a sort of communal, uh, a, a sense of being able to f- feel some sort of community um, or, or something kind of uh, like this condensed period of time that is a song, right? Like a three minute record is something that you're able to listen to over and over again. Uh, it's something that was written like, you know, decades ago and will continue existing into the future. And it has this whole history, um, connected to it. So it, it's able to like mm, transcend time in a certain way. Um, so even if it's not, you know, connecting to something higher than your yourself, there's still a, a transcendence of like time and um, the opportunity at least to like feel connected to a larger group of people. Um, so yeah. And well, and also like that thing of like listening to it over, over and over again, over like, different periods of time, different periods of your life. Uh, you know, one of the things that jumps into my head with this is like, uh, Andrew WK, I get wet. Like this is one of my favorite albums of all time. And I heard it like pretty, pretty young, probably like 15 or 16. No, probably like 14 or 15. Maybe straight up earlier than that. Um, because I heard ready, ready to die on the warp tour CD, like 2002 or 2003. And maybe I bought, I get wet shortly after that. I could have, yeah, could have been like, Oh three. So I might've been like 12 or 13. I listened to that album a lot when I was little and then listened to it a lot. Uh, while I was, living in Minneapolis when I was like, uh, 19, 19 or 20 and going to, uh, school 
And then I was listening to it like a month ago or so, but a month ago. And uh, just like all of those memories of that, those times were like coming back to me. It's like memory is something you can almost like deposit inside of the song. Um, I feel like it's similar to smells in this way. Like you, you know, you smell like bread baking or whatever, and it makes you think of some other time you smelled that. And songs like, I can go listen to these songs and like remember other periods of my life. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. I just think that connection to memory is really, is really powerful. I think there's a lot of examples of, of that, but, um, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to kind of talk through like, what I mean when I say that like songwriting is the most important thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Coming back to this like infinite mirror, like facing a mirror into itself. I think this can, I think that's something that can happen in like both good and bad ways in people's lives of like feeling something seeing and like reflecting it outwards and then back and then outwards and back. I think social media is like a way that like, this is like really destructive for people. But I think with songs, you're able to kind of develop this emotional relationship between like yourself and, and the like song over a period of time. So you're able to kind of like access different, different, like if I go back and like listen to like Animal Collective, like I can connect with like, my young teenage self and and like those albums like albums that I was listening to I don't know different music over like different periods of my life has like shaped who I who I am at those periods of time and like who how I think about the world and like, I, I don't know, it can like affect my, my thinking on such a deep, uh, deep, deep level, which is, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of the things that I think is so powerful about that. Um, what is this I wrote? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I couldn't remember what I wrote down, but I was looking through this is like maybe a couple months ago. I was looking through um I guess an old journal and I was probably like eleven, ten or eleven. And a lot of this was, like, stuff from, like, school. Like, you know, like, fifth, sixth grade, you, like, have to, like, keep a, some sort of, like, you know, it's like a writing 
writing class, writing project thing, you know, you're like given a prompt. And I think it was just like a, what do you, you know, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I talked about, I think I have like a couple of different like memories of this. Um, but yeah, like I wanted to be a piano player or be a writer or like either be, um, involved with like recording music, like working at a recording studio or, uh, inventing instruments, invent, building my own instruments. That one I had completely forgot when I, when I read through that again, like the, the building my own instruments thing, I did not remember that at all. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's cool to see like some of that stuff, like, you know, that's, what's like stuck with me my whole life and uh, piano player not so much but I was pretty good at drums for a while not great but pretty good and I'm like you know I'm at this point where it's with like with writing songs with making music where it's like I don't feel like what I have to offer the world is something that the world wants. I feel this total, like, you know, like my shit is just like, it's not valuable to people. It's, you know, I don't know. Like I, I feel, I feel this sort of, mm, A general sense of like rejection and you know that is like partially like very true and I'm trying to deal with that and like figure out some of the ramifications of that uh, and what that means for whatever I end up doing going going forward um and you know obviously some of that is just like me being like kind of crazy but um i just completely lost my train of thought i don't remember what i'm talking about like literally at all that is so wild that is so, like that's so wild i feel like my brain just like reset completely I don't like, I don't, what what were we, what was, where was I going with any of that? Um, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like, I definitely feel this sense of rejection. Was talking about that the reason that I'm, the reason that my brain stopped? Why did that happen? That was really weird. Um, I can't believe I've been doing this for almost an hour. I hope this isn't like terrible. 
I, you know, it doesn't have to be good. That's fine. It doesn't have to be good. I, if you're listening to this, thanks. Thanks. I hope things have kind of made sense. And, you know, all of these things are things that I want to get better at figuring out how to try. All of these things are, I want to get better at talking about all of this stuff. A lot of it is so abstract that it's hard to, hard to, hard to express. I don't know. So the piano player thing, right. Didn't, didn't really make that happen. Right. Didn't, didn't get, didn't really get that good at any, at like any kind of instrument and really, really like did, I did genuinely try to make a band happen. That That is something that was so important to me for so long. And it just like, couldn't, couldn't get going. And that's like, like, God damn it, dude. Like, that's the story of like my youth. Um, you know, it's like straight up, like, um, I wish I could have been in like a touring band. I still dream about this. I like, it's probably like a sickness, but, um, you know, I still want to have like a small, but decent audience to be able to tour. Um, because I love performing, but it's just like, I mean, especially like when COVID hit, it was like, oh, this is over. Um, this like part of my life is over. And like, that's something that I'm, I don't know. It's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like let go of it, but I'm trying to be cool with like, I'm just writing because I love writing and I never got good at at an instrument really. And that is like legitimately totally okay to me, but I really improved my ears and my ears are my instrument and I got better at production and you know, all of these other things that I have been experimenting with and trying so hard to get better at, like I have like fully dedicated my life to this shit. And like my twenties like flew by, um, no real like career aspirations, basically no social life. I mean, I spent so much of my youth alone being alone in a room trying to write music. Like that's where all that time went. The best years of my life spent mostly isolated trying to improve my craft. And I'm deeply, fully dedicated to it and it's hard it's still hard for me to be okay with that because it's like truly like 
messed up a lot of my life. And the thing that I still want to improve at is writing, composing and writing songs. Um, and I want to make music that's meaningful to people. I, you know, I, it's hard to always feel like I'm screaming at a wall or whatever. And I'm not like, uh, you know, it's like really hard to talk about because it's okay, like, it, it is like so embarrassing to be like, oh, I want, I want an audience. Um, you know, because it's like, that feels so like, uh, diseased and like narcissistic thing to like say, um, but it's, it's not like, I just don't want to feel alone. I think that's ultimately the thing. Like, I don't want recognition. I don't want praise. I just want, like, to feel like I have some value to people. I want to feel like I'm not alone. And, like, it's fucking hard. Um, I mean, there's so much I could talk about with that feeling. Because, I like, everybody struggles with that. Like, musicians, like, across the board struggle with that. And I think a lot of that is the function of our, like, fucking society, culture, technology, the internet... Um, and I mean, sorry to be, to be like basic, but like capitalism, like that's, the system wants us to be isolated and alone, <laughs> you know, uh, just, just, just classic, uh, neoliberal atomization, isolate, be alone and, uh, give us your money. Any, anything that we, uh, are giving to you, we're, we're going to, um, any of the, any, any of your excess wages, uh, any, any money left over after you've paid all your bills, we're going to figure out a way to take it back from you. And we're going to keep you isolated alone. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now, but, um, what I'm saying is I wanted to be a good piano player. I don't care about that anymore. I tried to get it going. I tried to get a, like, I tried to make a band happen. Uh, it didn't work out and I like self-sabotaged in some really stupid ways, but I still have the dream of making something that means something to somebody else. And I think that's okay. I think that dream is a like good dream to keep alive.
and it's a it's a it's a spiritual mission goddammit I have like I don't know I have so much other stuff I want to talk about um part of me being insane right one of my superpowers uh this kind of dovetails with the tendency to like fully isolate myself and also to try to drown out the the demons in my mind uh by whatever means necessary one of the one of the superpowers that i have is my ability to obsessively learn everything about like whatever subject i'm current currently interested in and i want to use that for good and not just I, I need like more structure around that. And that's a big part of why I want to get back into doing all of this. Um, there's so much I want to learn. There's so much stuff I want to learn about. I like just an endless amount of things that like I want to have... I want to be able to spend the time to like learn all of these things. Okay. Because the, I never became a good piano player. I didn't get a band going, but I learned how to record shit. I got good at it. It, it like, I feel like that. He like, fuck man. Like, I wish I could just like be a fucking engineer at like a, good recording studio where I could like just record like free jazz that's the fucking dream but that's like that's not gonna happen right so I you know I still you know want to be able to uh sell my labor in that field um doing whatever you know it's you know i still i still do that i still want you know it's like something i want to get better at doing uh but you know that so the, uh what was it what was the other thing building instruments building instruments i don't know what's going to become become or come come from that but um i feel like learning so much about synthesis is um kind of connected to that childhood dream um in a way i feel like i can build instruments um in the sense that i can edit anything into anything else. like if it can be edited i can edit it if that i if i can like like give me like any sound and like i can like compose something out of it um you know knowing knowing all of that kind of like essential or like fundamental sound design stuff. Um, some of, some of these childhood dreams I still feel connected to, and I still feel a sense of partial success, right? 
But the other thing was that I wanted to be a writer. And some of these dreams I've had are... I'm glad that I worked towards them. But... I'm glad that I worked towards them and I'm not giving up on any of them. But writing needs to be an important part of the future. All right, we're coming up on time. Um, I know this I know this has been a very rambling all over the place, probably repeating myself a lot um, type of episode. And I hope it, I hope you got something out of it anyway. But um, like there's, I don't know, there's, I, I like had like five pages of things that I wanted to talk about. And I got through like literally like one page. Um, so I have a bunch of stuff that I'm going to talk about next time, but this thing of like, I just like, I, the place that I'm headed towards next is getting better at writing, trying to figure out how to, um, I like, I don't know. There's, I, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was like this huge list of like things that I want to research a little bit more and then be able to present to people. Um, things that I think people should, should know about, um, in a sort of wide range of like um, music, uh, related types of things. Um, I don't know. There's just like a lot that I want to learn about, understand, and then like try to kind of teach other people about. Um, and I don't know, like I have, I don't know. I think I have like kind of a unique background in terms of, how I have like, like my, I don't know, like growing up somewhere like North Dakota, somewhere very cloistered and right wing, having these, all of these like very vivid punk rock experiences when I was a little kid. And, you know, then, like, I worked in a recording studio for, like, over 10 years. Um, there's a lot of, like, skills and knowledge that I've built up over the years. And I want to be able to use that in a, in a, in a different way. And I don't know, I mean, like music criticism or music writing in general is so 
I don't know. So much of it is so strange and bad. I feel like I don't. I don't know. I I tend to really dislike the way people write about music, and I want to take kind of a different approach. And the podcast is going to be, uh, in a lot of ways, the way the in in a lot of ways it'll be the place where I'm kind of sorting through some of these ideas that I have in a, in a more, I guess, rambling, um, in a more, in a more f- free flowing, maybe that's an, an, a nicer, a nicer way to put that free, free flowing, free flowing, high level ideas, concepts. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know, there's so many different things, but I'm also like kind of, I kind of feel like I have a certain direction that if, if I can make it work, if I, like, I feel like, I feel like people will be maybe interested in this and I think I'll have some kind of different takes on some stuff. Um, and my obsessive researching superpower, um, I think will be very valuable in this realm, but the, the specific thing that I'm, I'm thinking about kind of like honing in on in terms of like, uh, almost like a specialty, uh, area of research, my specialty area of research, uh, bands like Hipster bands that got popular on MySpace. Um, there, I feel like there's a little bit of a resurgence of that, of like kind of looking at that era. Uh, you know, and like some of these bands and like some of that stuff I lived through and then some of it I just was kind of on the periphery of. And, and basically saw through the intermediary of the internet. Um, and some of that stuff was incredibly important to me. And some of it I absolutely hated. Uh, like a lot of that like hipster garbage made me like so mad. And there's like a, I don't know, like kind of, puzzling through some of that stuff now is like really interesting to me like i hated witch house like i hated that so i hated vaporwave um i don't i think i always liked echo jams but like the whole like i still like think so much like vaporwave shit is just like so stupid um but like some witch house stuff now like Salem, Salem's fucking amazing. But um, there was like a certain point, like the crux of this was Meriwether Post Pavilion because I loved Animal Collective up until that album. And then Pitchfork, like, I think Pitchfork gave that album like not like a nine point like six or something. 
I was just reading about that today. Like fucking insane. Like, I don't know. I hated that album when it came out. Um, I've tried to re-listen to it since and it's just like, I don't know. I couldn't stand it. And the, uh, the other like touch point for this was like MGMT. These two bands were like the, the thing where like all of that shit just like switched and like, instead of being like quirky, like weird, what was the freak folk? That was the term that people were using for like early Animal Collective and like Joanna Newsom, Devendra Banhart. Um, we get really weird, really weird term. I think there was like New Weird America or something. Like, I don't know. All of these like fake little like micro genre things. But like, I liked that stuff before it was like, not that I disliked electronic instruments. Like, I loved that shit. Like, I was a, uh, you know, I loved Dan Deacon. I was, like, into, like, noise. Um, to- I was a total, like, fucking, like, noise teen. But the, like... There was, like, a certain commercialism, like, commodification. Just, like, this total like lamestream bullshit that happened uh around like mgmt and like uh meriwether post pavilion and it made me go insane and like i don't actually have um incredibly like negative feelings about that stuff anymore um i can see it in a more objective sense um but I still like think that whole time period is really is really interesting, and there were bands that like I found on MySpace that are still like just totally obscure that completely changed my life. Um, like I I had a drum teacher who was like a like a kind of like a alt metal type guy. And he got me into Hella, Zach Hill's band. Um, and that was like 2015. Totally lost my mind. Totally life-changing. Um, and I like, oh my God, I wasn't even, I didn't even, wasn't even thinking about this, but like I was friends with Hella on MySpace and I messaged them when I was probably around like 16 and was like, you changed my life. Thank you for changing my life. And Zach responded and he said, thank you for changing mine, friend. And it was just like the most fucking like mind blowing thing. Mine, mine, mine friend. M I N E. Thank you for changing, mine friend. I don't know. It's incredible moment. Incredible moment of uh, senpai noticing me. 
<laughs> but like uh yeah so hella like they had um like in their you know like top friends one of their top friends was this band called okay and okay was a band from i think they were also from sacramento um or were they from san francisco or oakland I can't remember actually. I should, I should know that. I feel like they were from Sacramento though. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So, okay, was a band that uh, was like the solo project, basically, of um, Marty Anderson. Marty Anderson was in a math rock band called Dilute. Dilute and Hella did a split, and um, anyway. But I found out about okay from MySpace, and like, like those albums are like still it's like a trio of albums from from okay that are like still like all timers for me. That's how I found out about Ben and Bruno, this guy named uh, Peter Brandt from from Michigan. Like life changing bounds, totally like totally changed the way that. I thought about music, thought about songs, the way that I perceived literally my own world. I have these incredibly vivid memories of listening to, you know, Ben and Bruno, like in the fall in Bismarck, riding around on my bike by the river, blue iPod Nano, uh, fucking good times. Um, absolute like nightmare torment of the soul 16 year, 16 years old like really fucking struggling but like riding my bike in the fall sunset Ben and Bruno that shit f- still feels really good to think about and like God damn, like Ben and Bruno, incredibly obscure, incredibly obscure, but <clears throat> fundamentally changed my life, changed, changed the way I thought about the rest of the world. Like I, th- that MySpace era gave me a connection to things that were happening culturally far away and it made it feel like I was in some ways, part of it. It made me know, like, there are, like, good things going on in the world right now. And it might not be here, but it exists out in the world. And, like, goddamn, having, just, like, knowing that that's out there in the world, that there's other people who are doing something that can like fucking change your life, dude, is, I don't know. I mean, it's so, like, it's so, it's so, like, it's so important. I don't know what I, like, where the fuck would I have been without that shit? I, I, like, I don't know. 
And I like that's one of the things about the MySpace era that is so fascinating to me, that ability to merge um, the like pretty big bands with really obscure shit and like people like straight up like MySpace was like fucking stream like music streaming before music streaming like people listen to so much music on that website not just like oh I'm gonna go listen to a little clip of this but like I'm gonna go to this MySpace page of this band that I like and uh like I was looking at I was looking at like some screenshots of like bands that had like like literally like 20 million plays like all time total plays on their MySpace. I mean, that shit's fucking crazy that that was happening in the like mid to late two thousands. And like, I know people kind of remember that shit, but I don't think, I don't think people remember it. I don't think, I don't like, I don't think that, I don't think that time period gets the credit that it deserves. It's more, it's more like thought of uh, as like a, cool quirky thing or like you could yeah like you could code your own page or whatever but it was like it was I don't know it was genuinely a very artistic um artist like friendly way of doing all that shit and being able to like post on these bands walls or whatever and like message them and it was a time when like you could like send some little comment to a band and they might respond I don't know like just these little things you know I know this stuff like still exists in like certain ways but there was something very vibrant about that time and of course like part of that is just like my <clears throat> nostalgia making it um feel vivid and important to me and i don't think that takes away from like how important it actually was i'm not trying to say that was like more important but there were things that were uniquely good about that time and it was very different and um Yeah, I don't know. I just think I think that time period deserves deserves some digging into. And a lot of those bands are like pretty interesting and some of the stories of those bands like totally fascinating of like bands that were like getting big during that era. And part of the thing that's really fun about it is that um you can like go back and like use like internet archive way back to like actually go like look at those pages and see what people were saying, see what bands were saying, what like fans were saying about these bands. And I like the sort of, um, there's like a visual aesthetic that I'm really interested in from that time. Um, you know, I, I think there's something similar with like male art, like, you know, people used to like mail each other like cassette tapes and zines and stuff. And the like uh, visual ephemera of that time is really 
like really, I don't know, it's just really cool. Like seeing the way that culture, seeing the way that people express themselves. Um, I think the MySpace era and the Blogspot era and all of these other weird little websites, like I think it's a really incredible time capsule. And I want to spend more time like digging into some of those stories, some of the music, the visuals, um, some of the like fashion stuff is really interesting too. And I mean, like this era has all sorts of weird commodification stuff. I mean, American apparel and like all of that, like, you know, like just bizarre and also demonic bullshit. Like all of that stuff is really fascinating to me. So I'm trying to think about bands that are from that time period that might be good to look into. And I am going to obsessively like research those bands and try to figure out the history of some of these bands kind of one at a time. And my idea is that part of what I'm going to do here on the podcast is like talk through some of those things that I'm finding try to kind of make sense of them in a more uh, free-flowing, conceptual, ideas, high-level ideas-based conversation with myself, maybe others, uh, just trying to kind of parse some of that stuff out and see see what what comes of it as I'm, like, going through this research, like, obsessively. And I'll, you know, I'm sure I'm going to like say stupid stuff, get stuff wrong, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'll try to, you know, correct the record as much as I can when I'm um, saying stuff that is, you know, factually wrong or just simply stupid. But um, yeah, so that's going to be one of the purposes of this podcast going forward and then a lot of those, um, I mean, the stuff, the thing that I want to do after I compile all of this research, think about it, write about it, um, I am going to put together sort of like YouTube documentaries on these, on these bands. Um, and I think... I mean, honestly, I am nervous as hell to be doing all of this, to be spending so much time doing this. It feels really risky. Uh, feels very financially risky. I'm freelancing right now. I'm not making as much money as I should be. Um, uh, this is why I have a Patreon, by, by the way. Patreon.com slash Nora Nygaard. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very freaked out about all of this. I'm not confident. I, you know, I might really fail at all of this, but I don't know. I think something about it is very important to me. So it's something I definitely want to spend some time doing because I think I would regret not doing it because part of the childhood dream is writing. And... You know, like my friend said, 
I can do anything that I put my mind to. And even though I'm really nervous, even though I'm not confident confident about doing the about doing this, I feel like I can pull it off. I feel like I can do a good job. I think it's going to be really hard, but I feel like I can do a good job. So I'm not going to tell you the first band that I'm doing yet. Um, I want to keep doing a little bit more research on them before I before I start kind of bringing it to the to the show. But I've been obsessively researching shit for like two weeks and I'm like a lot of it I'm like really excited to talk about a lot of it really sucks a lot of it's gonna be really hard to talk about um so many bands end in incredibly sad ways like to say the least and that's going to be tough. Um, but I'm learning a lot about that time period. Um, and about some, like a whole, I don't know. I'm learning a lot about a whole bunch of different things and I'm really excited to like bring my findings to you. But all of this kind of like, focusing in on like that era and I guess I mean by that era I mean like basically the mid to late 2000s but there is stuff I want to do like roughly from like 95 to like 2010 uh I think that's going to be like kind of the larger window of time for some of the um uh some of the bounds that I want to do research into um but there's a whole bunch of other stuff that i want to talk about and i'm gonna save all of that for the next episode um kind of just like other areas of research totally different totally different areas of research uh musical but totally different and Yeah, we'll get more into that next time. I don't know. I think that's probably I think that's probably all I need to say for right now. I need to get better at talking. I need to get better at I need to get I don't know. I need to get better at being more relaxed with my voice. I tend to get a little bit uh constrained or constricted in the in the vocal cords and <clears throat> I can hear it already kind of making my voice crackle a little bit and that's uh that's no good I gotta I gotta be more relaxed but there's there's a lot there's a lot of room for improvement um thank you for thank you for listening thank you for hanging out I'm just checking to make sure there's nothing else that I really wanted to talk to you about talk that I really wanted to talk about tonight and I think 
I think uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for being here. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for um, I don't know. Maybe you're from the future and you've come back to listen to this episode for some reason. Thanks for hanging out. Um, I am back. I am invincible. I cannot be killed. I cannot, I cannot be killed. I cannot be killed. You know, the other thing I wanted to say was that part of the ultimate goal with like a lot of this stuff doing like making content is that I want to like, just like get my, like improve my skills and like get my name out there. Right. So that people, uh, can find me via search engine so they can hire me to edit their vocals or mix their song or mix their uh, edit, mix, produce their podcast. Or maybe you want me to write a song for your cat. I could do that. Um, I don't know. I want to keep doing freelance um, audio stuff, engineering, um, that kind of thing forever. I want to keep doing that forever. I, like, fuck, I wish I could, like, produce bands and shit, but I don't know. I think that, I don't know. Maybe I can get back to that point, but it's, I don't know, it's been, it's been a very weird and tough road, but I just want to do a good job. I just want to do a good job. I love editing stuff. I love audio. I love sound. I love, uh, making things uh, good, good if I can, you know? Um, anyway, but this podcast is not probably going to sound good ever because, you know, I don't know. All right. All right. I'm beating myself up. That's not, that's not, that's not fair. That's not a good way to end this. I'm, uh, I'm invincible. I'm invincible. I cannot be killed. I cannot be killed. I cannot be killed. I'm invincible. Nothing can hurt me. Nothing can stop me. I am back. And let's go out. Let's go out with some a little bit more boss. I can hear your sister's voice calling us home across the open yard. Maybe we can cut some place of our own with these drums and these guitars. We made a promise. We swore we'd always remember. No retreat, baby. No surrender.
Thank you.